Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the Old Testament reading of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Ecclesiastes 3. If there's any part of the book that you know, it's this section, or more like these eight verses. Of all the chapters in the book, the most famous one is this one. And even in the eight verses chosen, there's so much you can talk about. I'll spare you the anticipation and let you know I'm not going to talk about all of it. I'm not even going to talk about most of it. I'll leave a time to be born and a time to die for a funeral. Same with a time to weep and a time to mourn. A time to love and a time to hate, well, that one's probably better suited for every single day of the year, but we'll skip it today. I mean, we could probably say the same for a a time for war and a time for peace as well. Today we're going to look at one phrase that the song by the birds doesn't mention, and that is verse 7 of chapter 3, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. For most of us, we don't have too difficult of a time with that speaking part. Keeping silent, on the other hand, might be the difficult one. So I thought for the next 10 minutes, we would just do that. We would keep. Okay, you probably needed a little warning before keeping silent without it being awkward. But let's talk about that keeping silent for a moment. Sometimes we might think about speaking and listening. And then you get the quote, we have two ears and one mouth so that we can listen twice as much as we speak. Since Ecclesiastes is a book of wisdom, of Solomon's wisdom, it would make sense that he would say something like this. And remember, so far what we've seen him do is reflect on all of the things from his life. Chapter 3 is no different. All of these opposites that he talks about, 14 of them to be exact, he made it clear at the beginning that for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. There are all these different times throughout the course of life throughout the different seasons of living in this world. You get them all. And wisdom might help you figure out how to apply some of these things, like speaking and keeping silent. Wisdom might also tell you that keeping silent is more than just listening. Now, it would make sense for us to talk about speaking and listening in the context of the relationships that we have with people. But what I'd like to do is focus on the idea of speaking and keeping silent in connection to our relationship with God, and specifically in the context of worship, or as a good Lutheran might call it, the divine service. Because there are so many parts within the worship service where this happens, and we don't always think or focus on them 
or maybe even fully understand and grasp what is happening, that I thought it was appropriate for us to do this today. So let's begin, even with the word worship. From the English root words, worth and ship. That is, a being or power that has worth and merit and is to be honored and adored. What this English word does then is make the activity of what we do in worship ours. It's something that we do when we have recognized the greatness of God. That would fit with a time to speak. We respond, we acknowledge, we confess our faith, which is okay, but it really goes against the Lutheran understanding of worship. That being worship is from God to us. Worship is God speaking and it is us listening. That would fit with a time to keep silence. Worship begins with God's word. He is the content. His word comes to us and we respond in faith and devotion. It's God's action, not ours. He is the mover, the doer. Faith comes as a gift from God, not from our own doing or action. That is why, you see, Lutherans have a preference for the word service. We call it divine because it is God's service in which he is the giver, the host, the butler, the server. In the divine service, God serves us. He gives us his word and sacraments. Only after we have received the word and the gifts that he offers do we respond in our sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise. It is God-centered, not man-centered. The order, the parts of this divine service is what you would know as the liturgy. And here, the ministers of the word, pastors, are servants of the word, speaking God's word of absolution, preaching the law and gospel, administering his sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper, being Christ's spokesman for his people. As you heard in the New Testament reading, pastors are called to preach the word, being ready in season and out of season and teaching. Now let's think about worship, the divine service, within the context of Ecclesiastes, a time to speak and a time to keep silence. As we gather together, God speaks to us, but we don't always keep silent. We don't always listen. We don't always receive what God is giving us. This is no different in our daily life. There are so many other voices that speak to us and try to lead us away from God. As the New Testament reading said, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. 
people will stop listening to the truth of God's word and will listen to the lies and myths of other teachers of the world. So God speaks and we don't listen. And this is because of sin. Even in worship, our sinful ears want us to turn off from hearing God's word. Or Satan wants us to believe that God's word is not worth listening to. Or that the preaching of God's word, this pastor right in front of you, is not worth listening to. Because the office of the ministry isn't something deserving of any kind of honor or respect. Or at least this specific individual isn't. We might hear the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, and we say, nah, it's okay. I don't need to hold the word of God sacred. I can despise the preaching of the word. I can despise the preacher. I don't really need to learn because I've learned everything I need to know. I mean, isn't that what confirmation was for? I'm good now. That's the message of sin. We have a time of confession, and we might think, well, I don't have any sins to confess. I'm a pretty good person. I mean, that's all that matters, being a good person. That's the message of sin. Because we're sinners. We sin daily, and we need God's forgiveness daily. Each and every one of us. But Satan doesn't want us to hear that message. He doesn't want us to hear that what we deserve for our sins is death, physical death, and eternal death. Satan doesn't want you to hear that what you deserve for your sins is an eternity in hell, because that's where he is, and he will lie to get you to be with him. That is why Jesus came, to rescue you from your sin, to give you forgiveness, and to give you eternal life, not eternal damnation. And he did this through his death and resurrection. That is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. That is why we have a gospel reading in the worship service to hear about Christ and his life. Today we heard Jesus say that his time had not yet fully come. Yet we do know that his time did come. And as Isaiah prophesied, it was a time when Jesus kept silent. As he was led like a lamb to the slaughter, he did not open his mouth. On the cross, Jesus took all of our sin, shame, and punishment. The wrath of God against sin was poured out on Jesus. He kept silent until it mattered. And when he did, he made it count. Father, Forgive them. It is finished. Today we come in worship to receive Christ's forgiveness and to be reminded that he drank the cup of God's wrath. He finished it completely as only the perfect son of God, the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world could. He died the death we deserve. And in his resurrection showed that in him, there is eternal life. And that is a free gift from God by grace through faith, which is given to us by the Holy Spirit. We can see salvation is won for us in the quietness 
the silence of the empty tomb. And it remains silent until the angels speak to the women. And now this message that Christ is risen is no longer kept silent. And since that day, true followers of Jesus have not kept silent about what he's done for us. And every Sunday is a little Easter, a reminder of the day Christ rose from the dead, a day where we are given that same forgiveness Christ accomplished for us. And all the parts of the liturgy speak his life, forgiveness, faith, and salvation to us. We get it in the gospel reading. We get it in the confession and absolution, which is coming up. That is a moment where we, as God's people, speak. We confess our sins. We also have a moment of silence, of silent confession, where we can pour out our hearts to God. And then in silence, we receive the words of Christ's absolution, his forgiveness. In God's sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper, we receive Christ's gifts in silence, except for the occasional screaming baby. In silence, we don't necessarily see the work of God happening, but that doesn't mean it isn't. In holy baptism, Christ comes to us through the water and word and clothes us with himself, with his perfection. We are given forgiveness, rescued from death and the devil, and given salvation because the Holy Spirit works faith in us and eternal salvation is for all who believe. In the Lord's Supper, we are reminded that the wrath of God was poured out on Christ and now Christ pours out his blood and his body for us, for our forgiveness, for the strengthening of our faith and for our salvation. In worship, the divine service, I'm reminded of Psalm 46, which says, Be still and know that I am God. It is a time to keep silence, a time to listen, a time to receive, a time to let God work. Worship is about Christ, not about you. Worship is about Christ not about me. He is the starting point and center of true worship. And it is a time to let God speak to us and work into our lives forgiveness, faith, and salvation. Because in him are the words of eternal life. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.